Uh, well, thanks so much. A real privilege to join in. I just want to say that, uh, man, I really appreciate uh, the kaleidoscope of uh, accents of people from around the world joining together for the same thing, the advancement of the gospel and the kingdom of God. And boy, I just think it's great. I love this prayer meeting. Uh, I, I sense such a good spirit in the place. So I have some thoughts that I would imagine have been covered before, but um, I want to talk to you from the book of Acts for just a moment. Uh, it says this in Acts 1.13, and when they had entered, they went into an upper room, an upper room uh, where they were staying, Peter, John, James, all the, all the whole crowd. And it says that these all continued with one accord uh, in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So just a couple of thoughts about upper room praying. First of all, uh, upper room praying is obedient praying. It's obedient praying. It says in Acts 1, 4, and 5 that Jesus instructed the disciples not to depart from uh, Jerusalem, not to scatter, but to stay put and to wait for the promise of the Spirit. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were obeying uh, the voice of Jesus. They were obeying God's will for them. They didn't go anywhere, and they gathered together here in the upper room. Somebody said obedience is doing all I'm told to do, instantly doing all I'm told to do with the right heart attitude. Obedience is immediate. It's instant. It's doing. It's active. It's doing all. It's complete, and it's doing it all with the right heart attitude. So I think uh, this is a precursor to effective prayer, of course, is obedience to all the promptings of the Spirit of God and the Word of God in our hearts. So that's what they were doing. But the second thing I want to just kind of key in on right here, it says they were all with one accord, with one accord, in, uh, in with the women and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. They were in one accord in the upper room, unified praying. Now, I know Brother Stephen uh, Lee, he's got such a burden for this um a uh, concept of praying together, unified praying, a, a united front, as it were. And it says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. They were all in one accord in one place. So here they are, unified praying, one accord, one place. It says right here in um, Acts 2, 46, so they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, one accord. They were in one Accord, they were of one heart and one soul. Now, look, they'd all been one in failure. They had all forsaken the Lord. Not only Peter uh, with his uh, escapades of denying the Lord and cursing and swearing. No, they had all forsaken the Lord. So they were they were in one accord in failure. But here in the upper room, they got in, they got in one in fellowship. They were one in faith. And here they are crying out together, uh, lingering for these 10 days uh, in the presence of God, which is an absolute miracle. Uh, the supernatural unity in the midst of such cultural diversity, uh, Greeks, Scythians, barbarians, Jews, Gentiles, all kinds of people, all kinds of backgrounds. And here they are, uh, united, waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. They were unified. They were unified. And then it says over here in Acts chapter uh, 4, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. You're talking about, you're talking about oneness. I mean, uh, I believe they filled their guts. I believe they prayed their hearts out. I believe they confessed their sins. I believe they wept together. Uh, they certainly worshiped together. 
and they were transparent before God and for one another. They were one heart and one soul. But listen to this one in Acts 5. They were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. So uh, unity in prayer, absolutely essential, absolutely essential for effective uh, communication. Even in the model prayer, the Lord taught us to pray very clearly. Our Father. It's a family prayer. Our Father. Father. And it says this, give us. It says, forgive us. It says, deliver us. It says, lead us. So the model prayer is a, a family prayer. And, and, and to maintain unity in the bond of peace is absolutely essential, I believe, uh, to, to move heaven. Ian Bound says that God shapes the world through prayer. He shapes the world through prayer. I think it was Christosom that said that God can deny nothing to a praying congregation. So here they are, uh, waiting for the promise of the uh, of the Holy Spirit. Here they are, getting their hearts clear, getting their hearts clean, and, and being in one accord. They're crying out to God. And all throughout the book of Acts, you find this supernatural unity in the midst of such religious and cultural uh, diversity. So this was a God thing. And, you know, when congregations all look the same, I mean, I think I think a church ought to look like whatever community it's it's uh, planted in. But when when the, when the congregations look the same, same race, same socioeconomic thing, same same uh, language, same, just everything's just the same. Uh, it, it begs you to wonder what in the world's going on because in the book of Acts. Uh, there was no division between the Jews, the Gentiles, and these converted pagans and all of these people coming together when well, they were bound together uh, by the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit came, we know, on Pentecost, and good night, 3,000 people came to the Lord. Absolutely amazing. So I, I know this, we're gathering from all over the planet and from all kinds of backgrounds, but boy, we've got something in common here. We believe that Jesus is Lord. We believe that he has a purpose. We believe that his kingdom is to be advanced upon the earth in the here and now. And on that basis, I say we can come together and expect some tremendous things from the Lord. Now, these disciples would not have hung out for 10 days unless they were expecting something. And, and the Lord told them to wait for the promise of the spirit. Now, I don't think that they have any, had any concept of what that really meant, but they had, uh, they had hope. They had vision, they had expectation, they were engaged in ambitious praying, if I could put it that way. Uh, they were sitting there waiting for the promise of the Spirit, and then the Spirit came, the fire fell, the wind blew. Uh, I mean, all kinds of uh, things happened, the room was shaken. I mean, all kinds of things were going on and because they were bound together, bound together in believing prayer. So upper room praying is obedient praying, and uh, I find it interesting that I, I don't recall hearing uh, one national Christian leader calling the American churches to repentance. I mean, uh, a lot of people calling us to pray, but nobody wants to call uh, anybody to repentance, apparently. And, and what I've noticed is that every group can tell you what's wrong with the other groups. <laughs> every group can tell you what's wrong with the other crowd, but very few are willing to call out sin within the camp. The exaggerations, the uh, deletions, the uh, compromise. No, 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 no. So, so listen, listen. I believe that if we're going to get the year of God, we need to walk in the light like he's in the light. 
obedient praying, instantly doing all God tells me to do with a right heart attitude. It's obedient praying, and then it's unified praying. And then we have to work together to maintain unity in the bond of peace, which is a full-time job with all of the different things that come our way and different opinions and all of this kind of thing. That's why the Foundations Conference, I think, is going to be fantastic because, uh, hey, we're, we're unifying on this one thing. We're coming together to believe God for outpourings of the Holy Spirit, and there's nothing better on earth than an outpouring of the Spirit of God among his people. So it's unified praying. It's family praying. Lead us. Uh, deliver us. Forgive us. Uh, give us our Father. And as we cry out today, uh, we're talking to the the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're, we're calling out to him, and we're believing him uh, for supernatural uh, manifestations in the last days. Now, I know everybody's scared to death of wildfire, but I'll tell you what, no fire is worse than uh, is the worst possible thing that can happen. And we don't want something strange. We don't want something novel. We don't want something ridiculous. We don't want something crazy. But I'll tell you what, I think we could all agree we need a touch from God. We need some holy fire in our own souls, some holy heartburn in our own hearts. And as we pray uh, in the spirit, I believe that God will direct us to pray for his will to be accomplished on earth just like it is in heaven. So just a few thoughts right here. One accord in prayer, unity in prayer. That's what this prayer meeting is all about. And uh, let's join our hearts in believing supplications. Spurgeon said that uh, believing supplications are forecast of the future. Believing supplications are forecast of the future. And Richard Elaine said that God normally answers us according to our expectations. So I think it's time to pray big, believe big, expect big, and keep our hearts unified on this one thing, that the kingdom of God, his, 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 his governance, his rule, his reign, his lordship would be manifested in time, uh, in the here and now, in our hearts, our homes, and our churches. So just a few thoughts on unity in prayer. Thank you.